Hi, and welcome to the 40th episode of the Embodied Living Yoga Podcast. I'm Shannon Elliott, and as always, I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for listening. Today's Dharma talk is uh, just on, uh, you know, living your life according to your own nature and what that means, what that feels like, how to uh, know and how to play and how to experience um your ability to connect really to your own nature, because when you are connected to your own nature, life becomes easy. It doesn't mean that there is an effort, but it becomes easy. And so, so often I think we struggle because we're trying to make things work or things fit that don't actually fit, whether that's in relationship with others or in relationship with ourselves, right? Our own nature, our own personality traits, our own, uh, um, feeling for the day, what it is that's going on right now in this moment, our health, our nervous system, our mind, and how then do we work according to our own nature in a way that we start to rebalance if we have to rebalance or continue on the same path. And then to know that, um, it really has to do with present moment because if we're present, you know, if I, if something's working for me today and I do that every single day, it actually doesn't, it's not useful, like certain foods or diet or whatever, just as an example, right? The way that I'm eating, like, I don't mean diet, like weight loss. I mean, like what the choices that I'm making. So if something happens that, um, that seems to work really well for me right now, uh, it doesn't mean it's going to work well for me next week or probably definitely not in the next season and that kind of thing. And so how we're, how we're able to work according to our own nature and the nature of the planet, the nature of the place that we live in, what it is that is happening in this moment. So uh, anyway, I'll leave the rest of the talk. Hope you enjoy and I will catch you on the other side. Thanks. All right, good morning. So, hi, Lily. Um, so there's a, when I, when I was in India, um, we took classes with the teacher. <laughs> I don't know, Babaji, he was like, you know. But anyway, um, he was saying one of these things. This is, this is a yoga teaching and it's like an Ayurveda teaching, which is really just life, right? Talking about life. And it sounds so simple, but it's really quite layered. And it's just simply that if you work according to your nature, life is easy, which sounds really simple. But like according to your nature is very individual and it's a very subtle, it's very layered and it takes awareness from you as opposed to other people telling you what you should do, right? Like it's good to have teachers, it's good to have sources, it's good to have things, but working according to your nature, life is easy, it doesn't mean that there's not effort, but there's not struggle. When it's so hard to hold something together, that's not working according to your nature. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you just, even if it's a good thing that you're trying to do, it's like there's a difference between hard work and struggle, and so, um, part of what we're doing in yoga is that the uh, intention is to live a natural life, right? And then it gets even a little bit more layered because I'm going to use an example. Um, but what happens is, what is a natural life in our culture? You have to question that too, right? Like he used this example. Um, what becomes a problem is when many abnormal people get together 
like they all get together and drink all night long, which is abnormal, but we think it's normal. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we want to be a part of the thing. And so maybe that example makes sense to you, maybe it's different, but you understand what I'm saying? Like we all get together and we do things as part of our culture that is not actually natural. It's not that drinking is good or bad, like don't go there, right? But like it's not natural. And so what's natural? I don't know. Like this is what, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's super layered. So it's just an interesting thing to think about. And like when you're doing your yoga, what's natural for you? How can we apply, apply this in class? It's the shape of your pose, the depth of your breath. It's not trying to change what is natural for you, where your natural body weight lands where your flexibility is in your shoulder, where your mind goes, right? Like we all have ways we think. Like I can get really passionate and fiery and that can go well and it can go really, really bad, you know? And other people, that's not their thing. Their nature is more calm <laughs> and grounded, right? And so think about this in your yoga practice. Pranayama, which we'll start with some breathing, but that's not... Pranayama is very elevating, like it's airy, we'll say, airy. It brings you up. But a lot of us in yoga need to be grounded. And so a lot of pranayama, just as an example, is not necessarily a good thing. A lot of green juice is not necessarily a good thing just because it's healthy. It may be. Right? So this is what my hope in offering this little talk is that you really start to identify with your own, your own needs and your own practice. Like, yes, you know, you're going to be asked to do certain things, but how you do, how you breathe, do you accept your own nature? Because I know for me, I have a lot of my biggest like, hurdles come from not accepting my own nature. Right? Whether it comes to being a vegan or eating chicken or not, right? Like, who cares? <laughs> but what really works for you? Do you know what I'm saying? And so if we can do that, like how much better would we feel about ourselves as individuals and then how much better would we be able to connect to other people? Because we are just who we are. I'm not talking about the, like, we are just who we are, who we are, like, you know, not that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we are who we are. And now how do we, how do we cultivate it for better connection, to be kinder, to be more charitable, to connect to other people, and then know that you're also going to make a buttload of mistakes, you know? Okay, so we'll leave it there. Um, so according, I talk about this a lot, like this is why I liked this particular talk, because I always, I, it really hit home for me. Um, I've been teaching for years the difference between struggle and effort, and so I just want to bring it back to that original sentence, right? Struggle and effort, to really look in your own self. We can keep it very simple, keep it simple if it feels like that was a lot. Am I struggling or do I have effort? And then notice when you're struggling. That's, what we, that's why it's important to be present. Because go, 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 go. Right? We're taught to multitask. Multitasking just fractures us, by the way. <laughs> you know, and it disconnects us. So the invitation would be for you to just notice and know that there are going to be times that you're going to struggle. And you always get an opportunity. What the yoga will do, the more we do it, you get an opportunity to come back to center a little bit quicker. Doesn't mean that you don't go off, okay? All right, so let's allow the eyes to close. Thank you for listening to the latest episode. Um, I was just thinking about 
when I'm, I'm talking about your nature, you know, what does that really mean? Your nature, it's the intelligence of your own cells in the present moment. Um, you know, there's a lot, like when I use that example of pranayama, pranayama can be very, um, it's a lot of air, right? There's a lot of movement, the life force, it brings energy up. And if your nervous system is um, not as healthy, right, as, um, as we'd like it to be, or as health, you know, healthy and open to be able to handle all that prana, right? Think about it. If your nervous system is kind of dull or even like kind of blocked and your channels are kind of cloggy, and then you start doing all that pranayama, um, which we, you know, in the yoga world, it tends to, there's a tendency for people to think, oh, pranayama is amazing, which it is, right? But there's so many different practices and, and times and all sorts of things. And, um, I, I mean, I know speaking from my own experience, when I've done a lot of pranayama and a lot of kundalini, which is one of my favorite practices, but um, there have been times in my life when my nervous system wasn't actually all that optimal and doing all that pranayama, if you think about it, right, like you're forcing air through these channels, you're moving air, you're bringing air in, you're pumping, you're pumping, you're pumping. And then if your channels in your nervous system are um, a little dull or clogged or blocked, we can say, think about what will happen, right? It just explodes through at some point and explodes through that block. And it, it's like, it can literally, um, your nervous system gets shot, from the practice that you're doing to try to, you know, improve the flow of energy and quality of life. And so that's one example, like according to your nature, it's like nature and how you're, you were born and made to be and nature and how you are right now. Right. So if at that, at this particular moment, when I'm feeling, uh, right. I'm like, um, which I'm not, but if I were right, if, if my nervous system was dull and I was feeling kind of, a like, I need a little bit of movement. I need pranayama. I might need to go for a run. I could do a Kundalini class. It's not the Kundalini class. It's how much I'm doing what I'm doing and not paying attention. And I want to so badly get to the other side and get out of it that I will, I'm like forcing the air through my system. I'm forcing the prana through my system in a way that explodes my nervous system. And, um, you know, I think it very easily, this is, this can, is one example of how we can, uh, move ourselves in, right into a nervous breakdown through the practice of yoga. It's not the yoga practice in and of itself. It's how we work with it according to what's happening. And it's why present moment is so, so, so important. You know, um, I was also listening to this other thing, um, yesterday and I, I feel like it goes along with this, that, um, according to your nature as well, right? There's a big, uh, a big kick or it's, you know, part of, um, what the culture at least the culture around here, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people, it's becoming very important to be vegetarian or to be vegan or, you know, something like that. And, um, years ago when I first went vegetarian, I was like 15 and it was very unpopular and nobody, nobody wanted, you know, nobody knew what to do with me, let alone like what it actually was. And now it's part of our culture, right? And that's, that's in and of itself, it's seemingly like a wonderful thing. Like this sounds good, right? Like, especially with, um, not to get into it, but especially with like factory farms and the way animals are treated and all this stuff, like this would be a lovely thing, you know, for people to eat less meat, we could say. 
But you also have to look at the side of your own nature, right? What is your nature and what is the nature of your ancestry? This is the part that I really um, hadn't thought about before that I actually really love. And I'm going to use this example of vegetarian, but you could take it into anything, right? Behavior, emotions, you know, ability to handle stuff, like all sorts of things. But uh, just holding it for a moment on the vegetarian example, because I think it's great. You know, um, if your ancestry is, you know, full of meat eaters, right? That is part of the intelligence of your cells. And if you've grown up eating meat, it is part of the intelligence of your cells. And so when people harshly go from, you know, having meat in their ancestry and having meat in their life to strict vegan, we'll say, um, the system, it's shocking to the system, actually. And I've seen people and I've even been part of it myself, like on different kinds of extreme sort of uh, ways that I'm going to eat is that it's actually not healthy for my system. Right. It's not. Um, and I've watched people, you know, going seemingly healthy, right. Vegetarian and uh, literally like the color leaves their eyes and they're sunken. And even if they're eating the healthy way, right. It's like, God, like all that, <laughs> all that I have, I have one particular, um, friend that was like, you know, my husband was like, just eat chicken, just eat chicken, you know, because if she just, and, and eventually she did just eat chicken. Cause she started, she got depressed. Right. And again, this is an example of one person, but I'm sure a lot of us can relate to this. Um, I know I can, is that you start to get depressed and, you know, you're, you're seemingly eating healthy, but then you start to get sad. Like you might even start to break out. You might have, you know, sunken eyes and all these sorts of things. And, and you're wanting to do the right thing, but the intelligence of your cells is not actually ready for that particular thing. Um, and so, you know, when you, when you start eating and, and so basically what happens is that you can't maintain that lifestyle can't maintain it or it's actually going to start to destroy how you function um, as a parent, as, you know, a partner, as a mother, as whatever, you know, as in your job, in your life, you get irritable, you get all these things because you're, the, the cells are being shocked. So then what we do is we go back to our original way of eating, which is neither good or bad, right? This is the individual decision that we have to figure out. So for example, you know, if, this happens and then you go extreme vegan and then you don't make it and then you go back to eating your meat. Fine. Wonderful. You know, again, not good or bad. Ultimately, if your goal is to uh, be a vegetarian for whatever reason, right? One, we have to take pressure off of ourselves and we have to take pressure off of others, you know, to be a certain way, especially in the yoga community. It's like, oh my God, if you're not vegetarian or vegan, like, eh, you know, um, like you've got to let people have their own journeys, their own experiences and really uh, be connected to what it is that's healthy for them. But if your goal is to be vegetarian and you're having a hard time with it, gradual is going to be much uh it's going to set you up for success much easier than just hardcore, right? Overnight, now I'm a vegetarian or whatever. Um, 
it's sort of like this, uh, I, I used to always think it was funny, but I feel like this might actually be appropriate is like meatless Mondays, right? That would be maybe one example is like, you know, you start to play with it and figure out how you feel and, and, and be patient and kind to yourself. And no, it's not just your, your life in this moment, but the whole ancestry, you know, um, they're saying in this thing that I was listening to, one of the, the, uh, speakers was from India and, you know, he grew up vegetarian and that's just part of how, for hundreds of years, right? They've been vegetarian. It wasn't trying to be vegetarian. No one was running around screaming and advocating to be vegetarian. They were just vegetarian and their next door neighbors were meat eaters. And that's just the way it was. You know, the meat eaters didn't hate the vegetarians and the vegetarians didn't hate the meat eaters. And right now there's this part of our culture that, um, you know, it's divisive. Like you eat meat, you don't eat meat. Like you don't eat meat. Like, do you know about the, what's going on? Do you know about this? Right. Like we, we're constantly trying to get people to be other than who they are. And so I think there's the balance of education and a balance of, uh, what is your nature? So, um, I can feel myself going <laughs> off into a different talk. So I'm going to reel myself back in and just talk about, um, this according to nature, according to your nature, right? This is one example of many. So according to your nature in and the ancestry, right? Like the, and the intelligence of your cells. So I think you're looking at three different things. And so this is where it's not so simple, you know, give yourself permission to kind of be with yourself, to learn about your family's history, to learn about where you came from. And I'm not just talking diet, right? But intelligence of cells. And then we know when we feel balanced, what it is, you know, that, um, what that feels like. And, and, you know, we do know if we pay attention, the nature of our own personality, right? Whether we, we tend to be more grounded or more airy or more fiery and, you know, these sorts of things. And, and what is the intelligence of yourselves in this particular moment? How are you feeling today? How have you been eating? What is happening for you? And then you can start to put together those recipes to not continue down the same path, right? Like if I'm feeling, um, sad, right? Sitting around and being more sad is just going to create more sadness, right? That's like this law of nature, working with nature, like increases like. So sad, and then if I do more sad things, I'm going to be more sad. So sad and to allow myself to experience sadness, to process it, to flush it out, to absorb it, right? Absorb, digest, flush out, and do some things that are going to help elevate my system, right? Like that might be a time that regardless of what I feel like doing, I might need to get up off the couch and go for a run, right? Like that's, and this is like, you know, very much like increases like, so what do I have to do? I have to do something a little bit opposite. But what I want to be careful of is that I'm not also pushing away the sadness right? you have to allow yourself to feel those things. So nature is now nature is your ancestry and nature is the, the intelligence of your cells and how they were meant, how they're made to be most functional, most optimal. And so again, it's like, okay, you know, if you work according to your nature, it's easy. And if not, then you struggle, right? And so what is having a natural life? I think it's really being in the present moment and being able to uh, kind of be your own doctor in some way, not that we don't need help from experts at, at times, you know, but like, what is it? Because um, 
you know, I may, I may have a tendency to be a certain way, but what am I actually feeling today? And what would be the most optimal way to eat the most optimal way to exercise the most optimal way to increase more vitality in my, in my being at this moment. And so, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to kind of add that on. Cause I think it's really, um, it's a really profound teaching and it's also deeply, deeply, deeply layered. And I know I keep saying that, but, um, layered may not even be the right word. I think it's subtle. It's probably a better word is that it's so, so, so subtle. And so without present moment, without awareness, without altering our minds and our, our states with, you know, stimulants or alcohol or drugs, right. But to hold ourselves in center. Um, and I know I used that example before, um, that I was given, um, by our teacher in India about, you know, it's abnormal, but when a bunch, it becomes a problem when a bunch of uh, abnormal people get together, um, and you get declared as the abnormal one for not drinking, right? Like it's not about a glass of alcohol. It's not what I'm I'm talking about. Like I have no, you know, like it's all good. Like we drink or we don't, or we do or we don't, or whatever. But like we're talking about the abnormal quality is not an, a glass of alcohol, a glass of wine or whatever. The abnormal quality is, you know, going out and like getting wasted, right? That's what I'm talking about. That becomes an abnormal um, against nature kind of thing. And then you're the weird one if you're not also getting wasted, right? And so, so that's another way that we can look at it. And I'm looking, I'm giving more gross examples. I don't mean gross, like disgusting. I mean, like gross, like solid, right? Gross examples. But um, I'd encourage you to really sit with this and look a little bit deeper and get more subtle with yourself and how it is that you're working against your own nature. Because what, what other, um, I mean, it's kind of, they call this in Ayurveda, it's like a crime against your own wisdom, right? So what more harsh thing than we, that could we do than, um, you know, work against our own individual nature, right? Like that's a really, it's quite harsh. And so how can we offer more softness? How can we offer the subtlety? How can we experience soft and subtle in ourselves in all that, you know, in more that we do, we'll say. So anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe, give us ratings. You can check out everything at shannonelliotyoga.com. Uh, Onyx Yoga Studio is the um, is our yoga studio. And uh, last thing, we are, you know, I'm, I keep wanting to remind everybody that we are now taking enrollment for India. So excited. So March um, of 2019, we'll be going to Vrindavan, India, and we're very excited to go back. And so if that's anything that piques your interest, please feel free to reach out. Um, we sold out yet last year. I expect the same this year. So, uh, we have a little bit of time, but, uh, it is starting to, there's starting to be some momentum. So if you're interested, let me know. And I would love to talk to you about it. Have a beautiful day. Uh, namaste. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>